When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Hoodoo Gurus, that's my team, and uh, there's only six teams left in the race for the 2021 Premiership. Two of them, South Sydney and Melbourne Storm, will this weekend uh, sit back, relax, and hope the other four teams uh, knock seven bells out of each other. First up tomorrow night, uh, we have got the Roosters uh, taking on Manly, and then on Saturday, the Battle of the West, Parramatta against Penrith, both of those matches being played in Mackay. The Prophets Guru has uh, joined us on the line and uh, all this information uh, you can find uh, as well as a lot of other information as well at beforeyoubet.com.au. Come in, Guru. How are you, bud? Yeah, well, thanks, Chris, mate. Thanks for having me. Always our pleasure, mate, and uh, thanks for taking the time out and waiting up to have a chat to us. I was just curious to see uh, where some of the the money might be going and, and what your sort of gut feeling um, might be about these two games. If we firstly start with uh, with Manly, um, they take on the Roosters. I imagine they, they are favourites. Well, I know they are favourites, and they're taking on a, a patched-up Roosters team that, um, again, has, has been dealt no luck during the week with Verrills uh, rubbed out for two. Yeah, that's a big impact on the Roosters, especially their spine. So they're almost, uh, on the, or they are onto their third choice hook of the Roosters in Ben Marcheski. Look, the Seagulls started at $1.28. They're into a, to $1.25. The Roosters, three seventy out to $4. There's a few things about last week, and I, I think the Seagulls' effort against the Storm with just 39% possession and a 72% completion rate, they didn't give it their best opportunity. Whereas the Roosters, they were, they were fairly evenly matched with the Titans, but they allowed their opponents to make 10.3 metres per carry and missed 46 tackles. There were stages in last week's game for the Roosters where I thought they looked gassed against the Titans, and I think mm. that's a concern. And that's that's no um, that's no discredit to them. It's just the, the toils of a hard season and an injury-ravaged season. So despite the Roosters winning four out of the past five matches against the Seagulls, I, I can't see them getting it over them here. There is one thing I'll point out, though, mm. and it, it's quite interesting. They're, they're fairly evenly matched in just about every single statistic uh, this season. It feels as though they've had remarkably different seasons. And the other one is they've both failed to beat, or they've only beaten two uh, top six teams, and the average margin that they've lost by the top six teams for both of them is 20... 20- 24.3 points. So mm. I found that quite interesting ahead of this game. And look, Manly, they'll come out ready to to combat the nullified options of Trebojevic from last week. And I think they'll cover the line. Credit to the Roosters. They'll put up a hell of a fight, but I think the Seagulls will just pull away late. Mm. 
I was picking out some stats today, Guru, and uh, you'll probably be aware of these ones. Um, Manly have scored 30 points per game, right, this season. That's their most in a single campaign in premiership history. That's including finals. Now, their previous best in terms of points scored per game was 29, and that was back in 1995. I'm just trying to recount now, 1995. Um, they lost it, didn't they? They yeah, were beat. They the were, Canterbury yeah. beat them. Yeah, Canterbury. So, yeah, that team, yeah. it would have been coached by Bozo. Um, Tuves would have been uh, captain. And uh, Canterbury beat them in the final. And uh, Chris Anderson would have been coaching coaching the Bulldogs. So it's been a great season for them um, in terms of all those stats. But you're right when you point out that... Um, Against the Roosters, the Roosters have had the wood on them um, in recent times. My concern too for the Chooks, and I, I get where you're coming from. You just think they they might they might be a bit gassed. Um, in recent weeks too, their their completions have been really really poor by by their own standards. Yeah, and that that's a sign of a tired side. Um, if you look back at the success last week of the Storm and the Rabbitohs, both had a really high completion rate, and they were full of energy. They were full of running. But teams like the Roosters, who were generally, they hold that, that high standard. That's what we come to know and expect from the Roosters. It's just, unfortunately, a lack of quality from the, their squad at the moment, and it, it's no one's fault. It's just the, the reality of the situation. Yeah, and, and everyone's sort of pointing out too that, you know, you stop Turbo, you stop Manly, and people say, well, you know, Melbourne stopped Turbo and they stopped Manly. But I think what Melbourne did, it wasn't so much as um, throwing a net over Turbo. They they won all the other key areas of battle, you know, the, the go forward and the, the good kicking the corners and getting down there and limiting what Tommy Turbo uh, was able to do. Like he, I think I saw on Fox Sports, Cooper Cronk might have made um, the statement, he averages about 30 possessions or 30 touches or more per game. And, and he came up with about 18 or 19 against Melbourne. So it's not as simple as just shutting Turbo down, but it's a game plan that limits, I guess, what he can do. Yes, certainly. And look, he's had a fantastic season, Turbo. And that, that's the thing that's often overlooked. And I think the big one from last week is the 39% possession. You go up against a team in the bottom eight of the competition yeah. with 38, 39% possession, it's going to be difficult to win, let alone the minor premiers and the premiers from last year. So that kind of puts things into perspective moving forward, I think, for the Seagulls. Who you got coming out on top then of tomorrow's game? Look, I've got the Seagulls, and I think they'll cover the line, which is currently at 11 and a half. All right. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. They're being close too. So this will be the third finals meeting between these clubs in the NRL era. Previous two won by the Roosters, both in 2013. Now, each of the last five finals meetings between the Seagulls and Roosters has been won by a single-digit margin. So less than 10. So there you go. So I think it'd be a close one as well. Righto, let's move on then. Uh, fast forward 24 hours and it'll be the Battle of the West. Penny Panthers taking on Parramatta Eels. I guess the big question is how do the Panthers rebound? Um, just how rattled were they by after being beaten by South Sydney, a match that, that they were expected to win? Yeah, I don't think we'll really know until the first opening five minutes of the match. Um, I think the, the loss against South Sydney for a young side will give a lot of perspective and re-motivate the Panthers squad. It's easy to get caught up in your own hype in that situation. And at the end of the day, they had fewer 
meters, they had fewer post contact meters, more errors, and had an inferior completion rate. That's not good enough in finals footy, so they really need to rebound quickly. The thing I keep coming back to in this is winning form's always good form, mm. but would you prefer to lose by six points to the Rabbitohs or just scrape home against the Knights? And I think I think the Panthers, despite the loss, are in a far better position than the Eels. Yeah, you're probably right, and uh, I guess my my heart is maybe ruling over over my head, you know, and it's it's widely known that I'm, you know, I was a Parramatta junior coming through, so I have certainly got a soft spot there for for the Eels. Um, yeah, I don't know, I don't know so much. I don't know. I, I I just think Penrith now they're on level level footing with with Parramatta. It's sudden death, right? All of that stuff, all those those good you know, the number of matches they pegged together, winning streaks. All counts for nothing now. I will say, though, Panthers have, I'm looking at these stats here, won eight of their last 11 games um, against the Eels, including um, their last three. So you're right. I mean, it probably is pointing to um, to a Panthers victory. Mitchell Moses, though, he was, he was very good. I know it's against Newcastle. Um, but again, you, you can only play what's in front of you. But I think Moses yeah, was, that, was exceptional. That, that's a that's a very good point. Now, I, I said this week that they were only ahead against the Knights, who were the second-worst attacking team in the NRL, by two points mm. with less than five minutes to go. But, again, you, you can't take away from what Mitchell Moses did. Now, what Mitchell Moses... He, he was fantastic in that game. But that was set up by their forwards, their high completion rate, they dominated possession, and they ran for more metres. Now, that's a, that's a fairly straightforward game plan. Lo and behold, the Eels did that a few weeks ago against the Storm. They simplified their yeah. game. They played direct, and when the opportunity was there, they took it. So I, I guess if, if they come out and really put the pressure back on the Panthers in the first 20 minutes or so, we're going to see what this Penrith team's made of. And a, a player like Mitchell Moses is a very big confidence player. If he has that platform set, he'll be able to make that next step and, you know, the, the team may go with him. Mm. All right, mate. Um, what was I going to say? Just on selections too, and I think I'm right in saying um, Ryan Madison comes back into the team, doesn't he, for Parramatta at at the at the expense of uh, Makahesi Makatoa. And, and I've been a real fan of this. this uh, I can't say young fella. He made his debut at, I think, about he's, he's about 28 years of age. Um, he can mm. feel a bit um, hard done by, I think, Makahesi uh, for, for being left out of the seventeen. Yeah, I think so too. And I think um, it was interesting last week, Brad Arthur chose, even though Ryan Madison was eligible for selection, he chose to still uh, leave him out of the squad. So that was quite interesting. The Panthers, well, they've got Dylan Edwards coming back and Moses Liotta. And the other big inclusion for them has kind of gone under the radar a bit. That's Scott Sorensen on the bench. So he comes in for Spencer Lino, and I think that really strengthens their forward rotation in the middle more than anything. So I think that's an interesting note too. And look, Madison's talent that he can provide a bit of spark off the bench for the Eels. Yeah, yeah I agree. Leota's, uh, that does certainly strengthen them up. Uh, Penrith, oh, I reckon it'd be a great battle. I really do. I, I don't think Penrith are over the line by any stretch and uh, would not surprise at all if uh, if, if the uh, Paramount Eels do get up in that one. What's your thought long-term then? Um, let me throw you on the spot now. How do you see it all playing out? Um who, who deserves to be premiership favourite? Surely Melbourne is still in, in, in that spot. 
Yeah, they are. Melbourne are $2 favourites. I think they're unders, uh, if I must say, because that probably requires them to either go through the Panthers, who have defeated them this year, and the Eagles, who've defeated them twice this year. So I think $2 is actually really under the odds. Penrith the next favourite at four twenty-five, and They've got to go through Melbourne and the Eels to, to get to the grand final. South of five fifty, Manly eight dollars, and the Roosters thirty four dollars. Look, I don't think the Roosters can win this week, so I'm putting a line through them. I actually think the better value is on the other side of the draw. So South of five fifty, Manly eight dollars. If you think Manly are going to win this week, well, they're definitely probably you know a, a decent shot next week as well. So mm. that's probably good odds there. And again, South five fifty, they're going to have a, a one in four chance of playing in the grand final. And they'll be, you know, half the price um, in the grand final of 550. So that's that's worth some thought there. I just think the other side of the draw is a really tricky one. Melbourne, Penrith, Parramatta. That's tough. That's really tough. And I think going into the grand final, whoever whoever does make it is going to have a, a really difficult contest the week before. Not saying that the other teams won't, mm. but I think it's going to be far greater on these two sides. Who wins premiership? Well, at the moment. Come on. Uh, I've still got the storm. Put your Steedens on the ahead. line, Guru. <laughs> I've still got the storm ahead, but I've got the, the Rabbitohs and Manly, uh, you know, second and third. Okay. So Penny Panthers are Gonskis, eh? See you later. <laughs> Not yet, mate. Not yet. All right, mate. Uh, thanks for joining us, Guru. And again, all that information and a whole lot more you can find at beforeyoubet.com.au. Thanks, mate. We'll, we'll chat again. Thanks, mate. Have a good one, Chris.